Okay, so we're we're already we're already gone two months into the punter now. There's only there's only one more month remaining of the actual punter until the the punter's over. So all of us all of us seeing houses. There's only one month left now. Really, really being tight and really getting into the practice more and do and do the practice consistently. Whatever whatever you've you've summertime for the punter, try to do that more and more and try to be more stricter with that summertime whatever you've taken on it's a good opportunity at the moment because there's no great big work projects so this is an opportunity for us to develop sati and develop samadhi as much as we possibly can in this time period the more we can do this the more sata or faith that we will we will start to gain within the within the sangha within the Arya Sangha and the path of practice that each one of those Arya Sangha has taught. You may even be able to see the Dharma that they saw and you have the faith, you have the faith of the Buddha Dharma Sangha as well. But to see this Dharma, of the, to see this Dharma, you need, your mind needs to be clear and it needs to be calm. Sometimes the mind is overtaken with, with many, many Nirvanas or hindrances and what, this hap- what happens here is this makes the mind very cloudy and dark. So when the mind is cloudy like this, you, you can't see the path. It's like, it's like if you have a pond with, with, uh, with water, a, a pond with what do you call it? slime on top, of the, on top of the water. If the slime's all over the top of the water, you won't be able to see to the bottom, the, the bottom of the pond. And so the mind is like that. If the mind is, is dark and is dark and disturbed with scum all over it. It's at that point in time, you can't see Marga or Pala at that point. So, when the mind is in that sort of in that state, all sorts of doubts doubts about the path of practice, all the different kinds of core what these these start to come up a lot at this time. You get the feeling when when things are like this, it's like you can't you practice but you can't go forward or or, or conversely, so you can't go back either. You're just sort of stuck in the one place, and so usually we don't know what to do. And sometimes the practice is just like is just like this. But what you need to do is try to constantly keep sati over the mind and know that it's and know that the mind is attaching and clinging to the various kinds of mental proliferation that's happening at the, at this point in time. The kilesas are overrunning the mind and we're just we're following along with it. So you really have to watch over the mind as much as you can and develop as much mindfulness as possible. Uh, you can do this by, by walking meditation a lot. Get out there and walk as much as you possibly can. Because sometimes in the practice when it's not going so well, sometimes we lose hope. Um, so what, what you need to do at that point in time is, is you should try to walk a lot. Do a lot of lot of walking meditation. Walk until you're really, really physically tired, and then go in and, and then go in and sit. What usually happens at that point, when the body is very, very tired, and you go and sit, the mind will become calm a lot easier. Um, but if you do this over a long period of time, you eventually you'll get good results because you're doing you're doing the practice continually and you're putting effort in continuously. <coughs> And the more you do this, and the more continuously you do this, the mind that once was dark will, will gradually become clearer and brighter. Just like, just like the scum over the top of the water, it's like the scum's parted now and you can see to the bottom of the pool. 
So just like clearing clearing the scum off, you, you've you've cleared the hindrances off, and now you now you're starting to see magapala and nibbana. And this comes about from putting in effort. We what we call wiriya wampa. I don't know what it's called in Pali. Wiriya wampa. It's called in Thai. Uh, <coughs> putting effort effort putting effort in in this way we, we, we do this every day and we, you can do this in your daily just in your daily activities it's like you know you go down you wake up go down to the morning meeting then go pin the bath and then come back and eat and then after that after that you don't sort of hang around and just waste time you, you know you get straight back to your kuti and you get in and you, and you do the practice you do sitting and walking meditation and, and this is and this is putting forth effort and what really is um, paramount in developing effort is consistency and doing it and doing it doing it all the time. At the <clears throat> at the start of the practice, you really have to try to control yourself and make yourself do it and force yourself to do these things. Um, you have to force yourself to do the practice because the mind still isn't calm yet and it still hasn't seen the benefit of the calm mind. But when the mind actually does become calm, the practice. Uh, becomes automatic. You don't have to. You don't have to try to control it to to sit and walk meditation. It it doesn't need that because it it knows the good. The mind knows the good results that it's going to get when it does do the practice. Those good results are you know a very cool, calm, peaceful, quiet mind. Um, so for the practice to go forward like this, you all must look at the mind and see what's happening there. Um, when you when you can do this, all the different kinds of doubts, all the proliferations, all the all the karma tanha, uh, like uh, liking, all different kinds of raga and things like this, they all it all starts to get less and less when the mind <coughs> gathers more power. When the mind is is gathering more power and progressing in this way, when you in- investigate, you'll be able to, you'll be able to see uh, the super side of things a lot more easily both in things like your food and in your own physical body and the body of others. <coughs> so this is when the practice is going good, that the mind will start to go along on automatic like this. But it, you know, even when the practice is going along good, some people, they get nimitas and some people don't. So if nimitas don't arise, don't worry about this at this point in time. Because seeing a nimitta isn't important. What is important is, is being able to see through a vijjar. To be able to see the arising and passing of all phenomena and to be able to see not self. This is the thing that, these are the things that you really, really want to see and this is, when, this is what progress really is in the Dharma. It's, it's like food and like eating to become full. You know, uh, eventually, obviously, yeah, you want to be full but to eat food you have to eat one bite at a time. So for all of us now, you know, we're not we're not all full yet. So we've, we've we've maybe had like one or two bites out of our food. So we're still feeling hungry, but eventually, if we just keep keep eating and eating one bite at a time, eventually we'll become full. Uh, when you do this, when you do this practice continuously, you, you'll you'll know the results and when they start to come about, you'll you'll understand really what the results are when they happen because the mind will start to experience piti and sukha and all these different uh, good kinds of wholesome states. You know, when you listen to the Dharma, the mind becomes very, very content and the mind is in a very, very wholesome state a lot of the times. 
and and this is this is good. This is this is building wholesome qualities. It's it's gaining merit at this point in time as well. So if you're listening to the Dharma, um, this is gaining merit through listening to the Dharma. And if you're investigating the Dharma, this is gaining merit in this in this way as well. All the greed, hatred, and delusion that's in your mind, it starts to lessen lessen more and more, and wisdom and wisdom arises more and more, and your samadhi gets better. <coughs> Sati Sampajanya will, will start to come about on, on automatic <coughs> and wholesome dharmas will start to arise more and more. You'll be able to see things, you'll be able to see arising and passing in, in everything that's around you and most notably you'll be able to see it arising and passing, with, passing within the breath. Your samadhi becomes better, and it's, it starts to move through the levels, the different levels of samadhi. Sorry, different levels of samadhi from kanika to upajara to apana samadhi. So the mind, but the mind needs this basis, this basis of calm. <coughs> when it does have this basis of calm, you'll be able to see the body and actually, and truly understand it and see clearly at that point in time. You'll be able to understand that this body really isn't something beautiful or something that 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 should be should be uh, wanted after or attracted for. You'll be able to see anicca, dukkha, anatta within this body, or you or you'll see the body as elements. What? <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Whatever your natural tendencies go towards, you'll be able to see these with more and more clarity. Um, you know, at the start, you have to you have to conceptually think about these things and and imagine these things with your thinking mind. But when the practice gathers more and more strength, you know, you'll really be able to understand these things. You'll see you'll see the hair of the head, hair of the na- hair of the body, nails, teeth, and skin. You you'll see them start to break apart. And you'll really start to understand that they're not self. This is not just something that you conceptualize. It, it's something that you'll really be able to understand and see. And when this, this, this is starting to happen in the mind, this is the, this is the true Dharma arising. You understand the body according to, to its true nature. You see, you see everything just arising and passing and everything, everything in its natural state of, in its natural state of being. So this is this is our work. This is the work of a monk to be able to see and understand this phenomena that's that's occurring. Um, so to do this, you know, you have to get up. You have to get up early in the morning, go to the chanting, go to Pindabhat, and do all these daily activities that you have with with mindfulness. Do do the three things that Lumpur Cha emphasised all the time, which is speaking little eating little and sleeping little. This is the correct path of practice. This is the path that is never wrong. You have to know what's just right for you, what's, what's not too little or what's not too much. That's when, when, I say, when I say speak little, eat little, sleep little, little doesn't mean just a small amount. It means just the right amount. If you know just the right amount, then, then putting forth effort becomes a lot easier. But if you overindulge in, in either uh, sleeping, speaking, or eating, you know it, it becomes very, very hard to practice. So, yeah, it's easy. And, uh, sorry, it becomes very hard, and it's, it's very, very hard to practice if you indulge in these things. So if we all put forth effort in these three things, you know, within the pansa, each and every one of us can see Margaret and Pala. 
Um, even if you don't see Magapala within the Pansa, that doesn't matter. What you're, <coughs> what you're doing is you're putting in the conditions to eventually see Magapala. You know, this is, this is our goal as monastics, to see, to, to see the Dharma, to under, uh, see the, understand the past and fruitions. We're not just here floating around, just going about the motions. You know, we're going for the highest goal in all of life. And that highest goal is, is to see and understand emptiness. We're going for this highest goal, which is to see the Dharma, to see Nibbana, to see the Buddha. When one sees the Dharma, one sees the Buddha. And when one sees Nibbana, one sees the Dharma. When one sees the Dharma, one sees uh, Nibbana. And when one sees the Buddha, one sees Nibbana. What you're really seeing at that point in time is you're seeing emptiness and you're seeing through all conditioned phenomena. It's, this emptiness is there all the time, but we don't see it. It's like, it's like a blind person that, you know, that can't see, that has never seen any sort of, that have never seen any colours. The colours are still there in front of them, but they just, they, they can't, they can't physically see it. But once, if they can, they are able to get an operation and to, uh, to fix their eyes or whatever, eventually they'll be able to see these colours that were right there in front of them all the time. So for, so for us, a vidya's like, like the, the, the factor that causes this blindness within the mind, the blindness not being able to see emptiness. So the way we get rid of this, this blindness within the mind is, is to meditate a lot. And so the more we meditate, the, the clearer we'll be able to see. You know, whichever kamatan suits you best, whether it be Buddha, Tamil, Sangha, or investigating Maranano Sati, or whatever, you, whatever seems right, <coughs> whatever seems right for you, just do that and do that a lot. There's no need for us as monastics to go out, uh, go out travelling around, go out on a holiday, going to see this and that, because in reality, <coughs> all all it is when you go on a holiday or something like it, like that, is just seeing sights and seeing sounds, experiencing tastes and touch and all these different kinds of things. This 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 kind of holiday is absolutely useless. What you really want to do is go on a holiday and go exploring within the mind. Um, because the more you explore the mind, you'll, the more you'll be able to understand the truth. You have to investigate at this point as well when the eye sees forms and, and liking arises. You know, as, especially for us as monastics, we see the, the form of the opposite sex, and and we really like that, and it brings up liking. And so you have to keep asking yourself, you know, why is, why do I like this? Always question this process that's happening when the eye sees forms, when the ear hears sounds, etc. Question this whenever, whenever you, you notice this arising. Investigate and, and ask yourself, you know, that there's, you know, this, the form of this, of this woman, it has, it has hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth and skin. Why, why do I consider that beautiful? Why do I consider those the five properties beautiful? What if, what if it was just the bones there? You know, would that, would that be beautiful? If, if, this, if you pulled all the internal organs out and put them all in front of them, of that beautiful girl, you know, would she still be beautiful? So investigate like this. Investigate. Really try to probe into it. If you, you know, if you pulled the skin off this beautiful girl's face, would you know, would her face still be beautiful? The more you can do this, and the deeper you can go into this, the, the more you'll be able to see the truth. Um, and especially, you know, especially for us as monks, we, we really have to we really have to try to understand and see this. This is this is the this is one of the main goals that we had. So to do this, what what's happening here when 
So what's happening here is, is you're seeing the body within the body, what's actually, what's actually there inside. You, <clears throat> you're understanding that the hair, hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth and skin, this is just the cover for all the different things that are inside, like the organs, heart, liver, spleen, all these different kinds of things, uh, blood, all, all the different parts that are in there. You know, if these, if these things that were all inside, if they were all outside, what would that be like? And once you can see that, you understand that they're patikula, they're, they're loathsome, they're disgusting. So really investigate, investigate the body like this, both inside and outside. When the more one does this, the more the mind starts to experience nibita or a sense of uh, dispassion. Uh, and the and the, the the liking that we once had for these forms, it, it starts to to go down a little bit more. The mind starts to be become feel freer and more open and spacious and cooler and clear. The nivaranas go, the hindrances go, and so it becomes easier and easier for us to see the dharma, and wisdom arises more and more. You start to understand not self a lot more. And at the, at the start you can't see these things, but the more you practice like this, the more you'll be able to understand these things. Uh, to, to do any sort of study, reading books, all these kinds of things, this is okay, but you know, what, the main thing is you need to take that knowledge and you need to put it into practice. Just for now, anything that you have learned about Dharma from books and all these kinds of things, just, just put it away for now and really focus on your meditation object. Try to develop as much mindfulness as possible because, because when the mind actually becomes calm and, and, and mindfulness is firm and stable all the time, this is, this is when you'll really know everything. This is the, you'll know the things that are important to know. Uh, the Ajahn himself, when, when he was a younger monk, he had lots and lots of doubt um, about all different kinds of things, especially about the path of practice, what was the quickest way, what was the best way. Um, and, and one night Lumpocha gave a talk and said, you know, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you doubt, even someone that doubts can still see the Dharma, even someone that doubts can still go forward within the practice. And, you know, at that point in time, Ajahnanan felt like he was really, really speaking right, right to Ajahnanan then. So, as, as you said, like in his first, Ajahnanan in his first few, few punches, he had a lot of doubt, you know, uh, the hindrances seemed to take over the whole time. So when Lumpacha gave gave this talk, it really gave him a lot of lot of um, encouragement and and helped him go forward within the practice. Once again, the reason the reason these doubts and all these different kinds of things come up is because uh, there's still no peace and there's no calm in the mind. Um, so you know what happens is you know we try to watch the breath or watch whatever meditation object we have, and we're on it for a second, and the mind just takes off. Uh, to somewhere else. So, you know, you really, really have to try very hard. Even though you are doubting, you still have to try to, to develop your meditation object and try to investigate the Dharma as much as you can. Uh, the more you can do this, the more Dharma uh, Chanta will, will, will lessen. The more you can do this, you know, gradually the mind will start to get more and more calm. It'll, it'll you know, just every now and again, it, the mind the mind might go to kanika samadhi, but you know, after that, the mind still thinks and goes back to its normal ways. But the more you do this, and the more it can enter kanika samadhi, it'll 
it'll develop more and more power and eventually the, the mind will be able to move into upajara samadhi. And then when the, the mind does start to become firm in upajara samadhi, whatever you're doing, whether you're walking around, whether you're sitting meditation, whether you're doing anything, the mind can stay in upajara samadhi for like a long time. And at this, this is the point when the mind gets to this level. This is where everything becomes easier. All these doubts that one had, they, they start to disappear. The reason they start to disappear is because greed, hatred and delusion... Uh, sorry, the reason they start to disappear is because when greed, hatred and delusion arise, uh, mindfulness is there ready to catch them at that point in time. So when mindfulness is there ready to catch greed, hatred and delusion, the doubts, the doubts <clears throat> lessen at that point in time and they, they seem to go away because you're starting to understand the mind a lot more. You're understanding how the mind moves into liking and disliking, and you're really starting to understand what the, the heart of what Lumpur Cha taught. At the start, you know, you just listen to what Lumpur Cha, what Lumpur Cha said, and it's just it's just the the sounds going into the ears. But once you practice and the mind does come to this level, this is this is where you truly understand what Lumpur Cha taught. You you'll know how to not let the mind. Uh, wander off and let the mind go out into the world. You, you'll, under, you'll really understand what it means to be restrained. <clears throat> what, what it really means to be restrained is, is wherever you are, it doesn't matter what you are or what you're doing or what situation you're in, you're not letting the mind go along with the aramanas or the, uh, the moods and emotions that are coming up within the mind. This is, what, this is really what being restrained means. So, so for everybody here, you know, uh, you know, e- even your new monks that have maybe only ordained for, you know, three months or whatever, you know, you <coughs> you got this good opportunity to practice, to practice along this this path of practice, and you know, each one of you can see the Dharma. You know, when you do see the Dharma, the faith, <coughs> your faith in the Buddha Dharma Sangha, will become very very firm and very, it will be undoubtable at that at, at that point in time, and hopefully. Somebody can see this and, and maybe some of you may even stay on. So all of you, you know, you're all putting forth good practice this month. So there's, you know, there's a, so he'd like, he'd like to say, you know, this is, this is very good of you. Well done for this. A lot of people are doing uh, Nessa Chik, staying up, staying up all night, practicing. This is, this is a very, very good thing to do. So because all of us, we, we all need to train ourselves a lot because you know, really, if, if you're close to a Kulbarajan and you're in the same monastery and you're listening to his teachings, you, you can't just sort of hang around. You have to take what he teaches and then go and practice it. So whatever he's saying, take that, take that away and practice what he says. <coughs> if, if everyone is Dangjai, everyone is, is very firm and intent on the practice, you'll know the path. You'll know the path that the Kulbarajan is talking about it. And you won't get lost anymore. You won't. You won't wander, or you won't stray. <coughs> you know, in reality, the practice isn't, isn't. It isn't something that's very, very hard. You just have to. You just have to. <coughs> you just have to do a lot of meditation, and just have to remind yourself every day that the days and nights they're passing away, and we're getting closer and closer to death. <coughs> and that all of us here that have come to practice, we've given away all these worldly things. And what we've come here for is to see the Dharma. So the more one contemplates this, the, the, the easier it seems to, to get out there and do the practice. But, you know, even though I said the practice is easy, you know, there, 
there's, there's hard, things are hard all around us because we're, we're bombarded by sights, sounds, tastes, smells. They're all around us the whole time. And this, these, these are the things that, that make us get lost. Lumpur gave the gave the comparison. It's like someone that's lost out in a desert. Uh, you're wandering in the desert for a long time and you come, become very, very thirsty. And then all of a sudden you come across a, a, a pool of water. But, you know, you... You know, at that point in time, this water here—it's—it's—it's it's, it's got some sort of poison in it. It's not fit to drink. But the, what happens is here is with like the people that can't control themselves and control their thirst. They're so thirsty, they're just going to dive in and drink it, even though the water's poison, and they'll drink it and they—they they become sick and and maybe die from it. So the mind being attached to all the different the different sense objects. This is the same. The more it, it knows, it knows that these things are poison, but the more it goes out to them, it's, it's just poisoning itself and it's killing itself. They're like a, they're like a trap, all these, these different uh, uh, sense, sense objects. They're traps. It's, it's, and if, you allow your, if you allow your mind to go out into those traps, it's like when an animal becomes caught in a trap. You know, the animal's caught there, it can't go anywhere. And as soon as the hunter comes along, the hunter has all these weapons and all these kinds of ropes and all these kinds of things. That, that animal can't get away. It can't do anything at that point in time. It's at the mercy of the hunter. So if you have to watch over the mind and not let it fall into this trap, because if you do, then, <coughs> then uh, Avijadana or Patana will, will take over and it has you in its control. So all of us, you know, we've all we've all listened to the Dharma. We all know that we all know the path of practice, you know. And it's important to start with the pad, start with your foundation as as keeping the Padimoka sila. If you if you keep this as a good foundation, this will eventually lead you to the end of suffering. Uh, try to keep the Padimoka and keep try sorry try to keep the Padimoka rules well and practice according to them. Give your life to the Buddha Dharma Sangha. The more you can do this, the, the more you give your life over, the more you'll be able to understand the dangers in samsara. You know, in this life, in this life, all of us have decided um, we've, we're, we're going to give our life over to the Buddha Dharma Sangha, Sangha by, by uh, and, and building Nekama Barami or renunciation Barami. You know, this this is very very hard thing in the world for to, to find the people that are willing to do this. You know, there's so many people out there in the world that have, you know, all you know they have responsibilities. You know, some of them some of them even really want to come in and practice the Dhamma, but they might only get a day or two to come and practice. You know, so for us this is this is this is a really really good opportunity we got, and this is this shows that we have a lot. All of us have a lot of good barami. Uh, you'll be able to see how how how. Uh, Gama Raga is, is responsible uh, <coughs> yeah you, you'll be able to see how sensuality and getting lost in sensuality is responsible for, for the way the, diff, the ways the, the ways the mind moves through the different levels so say if, if it gets caught in too much Gama Raga it moves down to an animal realm or a hungry ghost realm or it becomes free of, of, of sensuality it moves to a higher level so you'll be able to understand how this process, this process is happening. So the the way you understand this, and this is something that Lumpur Chao would really, really emphasize to the monks, is is 
going over the, the five kamatanas of Kesa Loma Nakadanta Tajo. You know, this this is really going to help you out a lot. These these are our weapons that we that we can use. <coughs> these these are our weapons that will keep us safe and keep us out of harms. Uh, you know, we need these weapons uh, to keep us safe because all around us there's all these obstacles and there's all these dangers from sights, sounds, smells, tusks, tastes, and tactile sensations. Um, so every day, investigate the body. Use use your weapons that you've got at Kesaloma Nakadanta Tajo, or investigating uh, death, or or investigating in a suba. Use these are your weapons. Use them every day to, to to delve into the body. The more you can do this, the more you'll be able to make the mind calm. It's and the more you can make the mind calm, it, it's like the simile that the Buddha gave about the 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 dry sapless piece of wood. How it's easier to to light if it's uh, if it's not in the water, it's been out of the water a long time. It's it's easier to start a, a fire. So, if 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 the make the mind dry in this way by by developing sati and developing samadhi and making the mind calm, the more you can develop this samadhi, the more avichadanha and upatana will become destroyed. Uh, and the more you can do, the more they become destroyed, the more pure the mind becomes. So two months have passed already, and so there's only one month more of the pansa. So so really keep striving and keep going. Uh, even though some of you might be doing some kinds of study, you know, yeah, that's that's fine. But but you, but the main thing that we need to do is the practice. So everybody, tangjai.